personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Leith, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. That was an interesting discussion, Lauren, before the break, and we were talking about Forbes' Brad Hunter, and he was talking about how commercial isn't as good as single-family homes. And I have a guy that I'm going to bring on in a second that's going to tell us a little about getting mortgages on single-family homes. But we were having a conversation during the break, and I just want to go into this too, because I was reading JLL. I don't know if you know JLL. They're the office space gurus. And they have their own little thing of surveying 3,000 office workers. And they said some interesting stuff there. And I just want to hit this for a second because my man, Jeff Butofsky, I'm going to bring on in a second, was saying to me, I can't work from home. And you know what they said in this JLL survey? Nor can anyone else. They said 58% of office workers missed the office. I missed the office. Yeah, they, we need to have some social interaction, some innovation, just conversations. It's really hard to have from home. It's just hard to get that get going going at home. Like you got your kids running around. You got you know how much I was eating when I was staying at home? I had a lunch break five times during the day. I think they said there's a COVID. 20, like the freshman 15 or the COVID 15, something like that. It's so like that. So I think we're going to see a eventual that the office space segment is going to boom. But, and we were talking about it on the first segment. Why is it delayed? Because we're coming out of phase four right now. And you're seeing Texas and you're seeing Florida and you're seeing the South and Oklahoma. It's just everywhere. There's this COVID stuff. So everyone's afraid in the office. But as we said, Forbes, Brad Hunter said, single family rentals are the way to go. But we got a problem with single-family rentals. And that's why I brought on my friend Jeffrey Butofsky. And he is the producing branch manager at Nationwide Mortgage Bankers. He's a buddy of mine. He just knows how to get you the shekels. I like the shekels. I want the shekels to buy the house. This is what we do. But there's a problem, Jeff, and you can help me with this. These houses are in bidding wars. They're in bidding wars. So the value that they were three months ago, like it's astronomical. Wait, we, just so I me. understand, Jeff, do you do uh, loans for houses all over the country or just New York? No, no, no. We're we're nationwide. I'm personally licensed in 33 states. So, I mean, what's going on in New York is going on pretty much everywhere. Okay. So what I'm seeing here is that people are, are getting putting offers on homes and not getting them, or if they're getting them, they're getting them for astronomical prices. Lauren, we went out Absolutely. shopping for houses this past weekend with some of our friends, and we were out everywhere. And the houses, let's say they were worth $600,000 three weeks ago are now selling for $800,000. Like, <laughs> it's like madness. Jeff, you have, I think you were telling Lauren about this guy that you know, who, what was a 300 something thousand dollar house? Now it's 500,000? Yeah, I mean, honestly, everything's up 15, 20% within weeks just because inventory is low. So people are, uh, they're just paying to, to whatever just to get the house at this point. You know? So my big question for you is if, let's just say the house appraised Three weeks ago for six hundred thousand dollars, but the offer was at accepted at eight hundred thousand. Can we get a mortgage? I want a mortgage. Listen, so yes, you can, but the banks we're going to base everything just off of the appraised value. We just care what the home is worth, and we're going to lend based on what it's worth. So if you're going to pay over what the home is worth, you could do that, but essentially you're paying over market value, right? So we're going to lend based on 
what the home's worth, what the appraisal is. Well, that makes sense. But let's talk what market value is because you said over market value. And I don't think everyone realizes how appraisal of residential homes is. Market value isn't about the bidding war today, Jeff. It's about how much comp property is recently sold for, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. The appraisers will go back anywhere between three, six months, rarely a year unless sales aren't there within the three to six month period. But your home is worth usually what the comps are. So you might be willing to pay more, but the value is going to be based on, you know, similar homes that have sold in your area. So how quickly does that happen? So I know I have a neighbor that sold, um, let's say last week, is it available what they sold for, like for the comp? It is. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So immediately available, immediately available. available. Yeah. The appraisers, the appraisers will find those comps. Yeah. But the key, just to be clear, is, Lauren, the fact that you have a bidding war today and you're not even the highest, like, and then you go higher. So let's say there was a house that comp sold at 600 and I go to this house, it's listed at 650 and it drives it up to 725 with five people bidding. I would think that's market value because there's five people bidding. But at the end of the day, that's $150,000 over the comp analysis of looking at three comparable properties. And as Jeff's saying, they're not going to look a year out generally three to six months max. And from, yeah. as you're saying, Lauren, from like tomorrow, but Jeff, here's the thing. A lot of people don't want to pay less than 20% down because of this PMI or MIP. Can you right. tell me a little about that? Yeah. I mean, you'll pay PMI. If you're putting more than 20% down, you avoid PMI. If you're putting less than 20% down, you have PMI. So depending on the products, um, you know, you could get loans with as low as 3% down nowadays. So you just, you know, again, you'll you'll have the PMI if you're doing a FHA loan, which is a government insured loan. You know, the PMI could be on for the life of the loan if you're putting less than 10% down. Um, and on conventional loans, you'll pay PMI until you get that 20% equity in the house. So, um, so yeah. So when you're saying PMI or MIP, whichever it is, if it's government or otherwise, the the question that's money you have to pay every month, right? Like that's just yeah, every month. Every month and possibly for the life of the loan. Big money. So people, a lot of people go, even though I can go to Jeff and I could get in the threes, I could only put that amount down, 3% down, something like that. They'll say, I want to go up over 20% so I don't have to pay this extra fee, this insurance every month into the future. So here's the thing though. I go to buy a house. It appraises at 600. I pay 750. I want to give 20%. Is it 20% yes. of the 750 or 20% no, of the 20% 600? of the value. So 20%. So if the home appraises at 600, right, mm-hmm. you're going to do 20% of the 600 just to get you to that 80% loan to value. So you avoid the PMI. Mm-hmm. But now in your example, you're going to also pay $150,000 more, right? Just to get you to where you want to be. Cause you're paying 150 grand more than market value than the appraised value. So I just want to slow this down for a second because I think people are missing something that's very important. I'm no longer paying 20%. I'm paying, and I, oh. I didn't do the math, I'm paying in the 40s yeah. of percent. You're paying 40 to 50% just to have the 20% equity. So you're, yeah. you know, again, you're paying 30% over market value, whatever that number is. That's wild. So another thing I'm thinking so about right now is people are just trying to get these houses because there's bidding wars. So it's anyone- more emotional, yeah. But anybody that has the cash- are mm-hmm. are trying to close with cash and then yep. refinance after. Well, it's not a refi because you can get an origination for some time after you close, Lauren. But the key that I want to emphasize, and I don't want anyone to lose this sidetrack, is to not pay PMI. 
if you have that 20% threshold. I just want to go back to the prior conversation, then we'll go to what you're saying. I'm getting the death stare right now, Jeff. <laughs> but I, I want to be clear about this. If you don't want to pay this, you better have a lot of extra money. If you were budgeting to put 20% down and the houses are going up in that area, you're going to need to put down, as we're saying, 30, 40, 50% to avoid the PMI and go forward. And I think the transition that what Lauren's saying is that you're going to need a lot of cash to be able to do this. And really, it's the era of the cash buyer, even when they're getting mortgages. Lauren's saying yeah. you could get the mortgage and get your liquidity out because, you know, after all, interest rates are around three. What are interest rates right now? I mean, listen, you could get anywhere on a 15-year mid-twos, 30-year high twos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Threes, you, it's you just said mid-twos. Did I hear that? Mid-twos on a 15-year. Wow. <laughs> That's like yeah. free money. It's crazy, yeah. And so let's say I wanted to get, I just need to know right now, because I might be calling you after, what's the best number to reach you if I want to get this 15-year mid-two thing? Uh, of course, yeah, 631-346-6801. I think I'm, I'm going to be ringing, maybe I'm going to have my assistant call you while we're on this thing, because <laughs> people are going to be ringing you off the hook when we go to break. So mid-twos, this is crazy talk. So, so even if you have absolutely. cash, you still want that loan. Well, so you want yeah, the yeah, absolutely. You, you want to borrow the bank's money at those low rates. Yeah, because listen, you can get yourself seven percent, eight percent, ten percent, even if it's four and a half percent when you're going into stocks and bonds. So absolutely. I pay Jeff and his bank two and a half percent, and then I'm getting let's say five percent. I'm making two and a half percent just from borrowing money from Jeff. And then here's the kicker, absolutely. Lauren: the first seven hundred fifty thousand dollars I borrow from Jeff, I get to get interest tax advantages. So this is like killing it. But Jeff. Are you seeing a lot of people, a lot of people in this market because of this cash issue, are you seeing a lot of people starting to get, as Lauren was asking back, I said I was going to go back to your question. She's still got her arms folded and she's growling at me. So here's the thing. Are we going to see a lot of people that are closing and then getting the mortgages? A lot of people closing cash and then getting mortgages. Yeah, Yeah. you do see that because yeah, people want to be ahead of all the bidders out there that are getting mortgages, right? Is that the same rate? Ahead of the line. Well, listen, if they're buying cash, right, they're, they have no mortgage. And then when they go do a mortgage three, six months down the road, then it's considered a cash out refinance and the rate is a tad higher. Again, still very aggressive, but it's, it is going to be a little bit higher than purchasing the house. What if they close on Friday and they want the loan on Monday? Yeah, they, they could start the process, but it's still, again, it's considered a cash out refinance. So let's just, as an example, instead of a 2875 on a 30 year, now it's a 3.125, which is still excellent, but it's going to be a tad higher. So that's just so interesting because people are just doing what they can do to get the homes because there's just no inventory. There's no inventory. So absolutely. here's why I brought Jeff on, everyone. The single family market for investors, and Jeff's an investor, for investors, for owners, for people escaping the city, it's hopping. It's hopping. We, we read Forbes's Brad Hunter. He's telling you this is the market to be in. But the problem is, you're going to want to leverage loans, as Lauren's pointing out. You can get 2.5% with Jeff on a 15-year, and then you can get 5% in the stock market. You're killing it. But the problem is that getting these loans right now, your percentage, when you do your loan-to-value ratio, you're going to be off because they're going to give you a appraised number, which is going to be different when you're in what's called the seller's market, and the valuations are skyrocketing every day. So what I want you to do, 
is I want to call you to call my friend Jeff Butofsky. You could just look him up. You type in Jeff Butofsky. You put in Nationwide Mortgage Bankers. This guy's going to help you out because you need to know your pre-approval numbers and what they're going to be looking for before you go make that offer. Otherwise, you're going to be pretty sad. After the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to you about what's going on with these masks because masks are affecting all sorts of things, even in the Hamptons with our friend Eric File in Dantastic Hampton. Stay with us. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. 